1: America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Om Shanti. Hello, everyone. Welcome to American Meditating Radio. That was Letting Go from the Inclusion Revolution Together with Love album that I did. I think it was about maybe two years ago, after all the stuff that was happening in the country, in the USA, I sat with the Constitution, with the Preamble, with our Bill of Rights, with um, a lot of the things that we have inherited from our forefathers, even e pluribus unum, and I did a meditation on each one. And the letting go meditation also came to me whereby I accepted that if I'm attached to anything at all, I'm going to experience some kind of a suffering, no matter what. I'm going to be disturbed. And so the question is, how often am I willing to experience that deep sense of freedom that real sense of the self, how open am I to experiencing that instead of the world of um, separation and um, limits and uh, attractions and repulsions. All of that is still um, pretty much human tendencies. And I'm not saying that I need to be superhuman, but I do know that we have the capacity to be superhuman if we can only pay loving attention to our thoughts, our words, in our choices, I hope today finds you in a good space, and you are taking care of your inner and outer world. But also trusting that by you taking care of your inner world, the atmosphere in your home, in, at work, in your car, when you're with your friends, is also doing its service for humanity. And that's really important for us to recognize: the power of our thoughts have a lot to do with how things are shaped. I'm really excited about inviting our next guest on air. Andrew Johnson joins us from Edinburgh, Scotland. He's a clinical hypnotherapist with over 25 years of experience in private and group sessions. Now, Andrew has helped people relax, change, and create the lives that they want through his range of self-care M3 downloads, apps, and workshops. His work has motivated and empowered people across the world And it's helped them cope with stress, overcoming anxiety, fears, deep-rooted fears of the past to break habits and achieve their full potential. Now, with over 11 million downloads to date, Andrew's recordings are in the best-selling self-help recordings on the Apple and Android outdoors. Through workshops, Andrew uses a range of techniques which allow people to successfully regain control, but also to achieve positive outcomes in their work, home, and personal life. Today gives me great pleasure to welcome Andrew Johnson to America Meditating Radio. Hi, Andrew. Thank you for joining us today.
0: Hello, Sister Jenna. Thank you for inviting me.
1: I can't imagine the magical work that's taking place through you when I think of meditation and self-help and reflection. For you to have over hmm. 11 million downloads, people really value what's coming through you. And I say that very specifically, what's coming through you. So, congratulations for that.
0: Thank you so much. That's that's so lovely of you to say.
1: Mm. So, tell us a little bit about you, and what was the unfolding that was taking place in your life that got you interested in hypnotherapy and meditation?
0: Well, gosh, growing up in the sixties and the seventies in Scotland, there was there was no there was no mention of meditation. Uh, in any way, shape, or form. However, I was introduced very early on uh, as as a young teenager to books about the power of the mind, think and grow rich, and how to win friends and influence people. And although I saw them as, well, more sales books than anything else, a real deeper meaning behind it for me about how the mind controls, helps to control us and what's external to us, and I had a chance meeting with someone training in martial arts in the late 70s, and I went along, and the last five or ten minutes was meditation, and it really, it really connected with me, and I had a sort of very loose journey with that for a number of years. I went through some personal uh, issues in my life uh, in the early 90s, excuse me, and I was looking for something to do to help myself and also help others. And I found clinical hypnotherapy through going for some sessions myself. And as soon as I started training and realized um, how gentle and but how positive the, the techniques were, um, I threw myself in. Uh, and it really changed my life completely. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a magical shift for me. So it, that was how I found myself in this world of what I tend to call eyes-closed work, which is just helping people connect within ourselves. I quickly started working for a couple of charities and then started developing corporate workshops, which then I was calling stress management or relaxation, but it was really a lot of medication, mindfulness, and contemplation, allowing people to connect within themselves and it's what I find fascinating now is how now certainly in the United Kingdom, I suspect mm-hmm. in the u s a you're much further ahead than us, but in the United Kingdom in the West, it's only been in the last five to ten years that you can talk of relatively more openly about mindfulness and meditation and intention, and visualization, etc. So it's been a real change, and it's wonderful to see as more and more people enter this world.
1: It's so funny, as you're sharing, for the first time I'm getting a thought, I'm remembering meditation and spirituality about 30 years ago, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. if anything about it has changed, because here we are now where it has definitely spread far and wide, much more than it was back in our days. But you yes. know, I'm sitting with myself and wondering, has it changed, or is it the same, or is it just that we have changed so much?
0: Wow, what a good question.
1: Yeah, right? Um, it's my first time thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, that's
0: a great question. I don't know, Sister Jenna. I really hmm. don't know. I think that, you know, from my point of view, the big change came about when people started promoting mindfulness rather than meditation mm-hmm. i feel that and again i'm i'm talking about in the corporate world and with individuals in the united kingdom i feel that meditation still has a baggage
2: mm-hmm. connected
0: to it where people may think that it's sitting cross-legged and chanting etc cetera, etc cetera. and of course yeah. that's a wonderful part of what incredible the, the diversity of meditation Mindfulness, however, didn't have that baggage to start with and therefore was accepted much more readily.
2: Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and even though
0: mindfulness, I, I mean, it's, you know, you'd you be better defining it than I would, but it, a, it is part and parcel of meditation. Um, yeah. One of, the things, one of the things we are taught in hypnotherapy in getting people into a relaxed state is a body scan, and twenty five thirty years ago, as we trained in teaching people to go through their body and their minds and just know, and be aware of it, people now call that mindfulness, but it had a different label back then,
2: yeah,
0: and I think yeah. I think now, as people research it more, they're more open to it. People are also talking about mental health issues much more openly and looking for solutions that they feel that they have some control over their life. So I think that's a, in answer to your question, I think it's, everyone has, I think that the situation has changed from every angle. And I think that now the availability of meditation apps and recordings on smartphones and tablets has opened up this world for a huge amount of people.
1: Yes, yes, I'll agree with you there. And I was thinking as well as you were sharing that maybe one of the big changes I've seen in the whole genre of meditation and self-reflection is its commercialization, Mm. that it has become a commercial thing. And I hope that it doesn't take away from the deep sincerity of the practice, which is really there to help us to pay attention to things that we might be missing a lot. How do you go about introducing meditation to people, especially those who have never meditated before?
0: Well, that's an interesting question. And I, I do believe that this is something that is a great joy for me because I, I do work with an awful lot of people who have never experienced any eyes closed work. And I will always go down the route Of taking people through a simple mechanism for relaxation, to inhabit the body, to relax the muscles, to deepen the breathing, and I will call it relaxation. And I use what's called the salami technique. (laughs) I don't know if I've made that up, but I heard it somewhere. (laughs) But it's little. (laughs) <laughs> little, I'm getting hungry now that i said that <laughs> it's li- little introductory um, sessions five or ten minutes and then some feedback and then we add a little technique of deeper breathing and some feedback and we add some heaviness and some feedback and then after you know, less than an hour people are sitting with their eyes closed in a quiet, reflective situation, and I will say during the last session of, the, of that first afternoon, I will say, now this is relaxation, but, and I want you to pay particular attention, you are also in a meditative state. And when people realize that now they are doing something that many people would call basic meditation, they lose the fear of it, and they realize, wow, this is this is interesting. Um, I feel that so many people nowadays, if they've never done any relaxation, and that's a huge percentage of the population, I believe that if you go straight into eyes closed meditation, it can be a little bit overwhelming for a lot of people, because they're uncomfortable physically. They're so aware of this. So I sort of, go into it in a sort of let's get let's get the body relaxed first. Let's not call it meditation. Let's call it relaxation. And then very quickly people get used to that state. And I then feel that once people have got a taste for it, they then start to soak it up if they see the benefits. I hope that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think it helps individuals who might not be inclined to you know, come from that more subtle place of their consciousness to uh, gain mm-hmm. an experience, but it, it takes them on the journey towards it. I thought that was great. Let's just say that um, some people say that they do find it difficult, though, to meditate, no matter what they mm. do. How do you comfort them in making them feel a little bit more comfortable with the practice?
0: Well, first of all, I will tell most people that majority of people will struggle at the start because they are trying too hard and they are being very judgmental in themselves and and that is a very common thing
2: Mm.
0: in hypnotherapy we call this the law of reversed effect and the law of reversed effect states that if you try consciously to do something that should happen without a driving factor, then uh, the opposite effect happens. Now, most people realize this, the law of reverse effect when it comes to sleeping. Um, Most people will understand that if they try to fall asleep, they end up more awake. And it's when they let go and surrender that they actually fall asleep. And this law applies to not only sleep, but intention Mm. and uh, memory and Mm -hmm. and creativity. And to a degree, it depends on, um, it applies to meditation. And therefore, I make a really deep point uh, and an ongoing point for people to say, if you don't care about what state you go into in meditation, you will go into a deeper state. And therefore, Mm. this is not competitive. This is not competition. This is just about you. And being very gentle with yourself, and when you're gentle with yourself, and when you realise that apart from opening your eyes and walking away angrily, there's very little you can do that's wrong. Yes. Then people start to loosen into it, because ultimately, as you know, Sister Jenna, there are very few rules. It's it's about being gentle and returning to the breath and
2: yes. allowing
0: it to happen.
2: Right. Um, right. But
0: we live in a world of complexity, and we, we we live in a world where people want things quicker and quicker, and they want other people to do it for them, and that doesn't happen with meditation. You've got to find your own path, but once you know that you can't do anything wrong, and, the, and in fact, the less you do, the better it works, then people seem yeah. to grasp that.
1: Yes. It's interesting, because even on the journey, haven't you found sometimes that... Um Even as simple and natural as it is to live from a meditative experience and practice, we Mm -hmm. find ourselves getting very pulled into more of the human practice of living, the human consciousness, the ego consciousness. And we're finding that the stress factor in our lives are increasing a whole lot more. And the World Health Organization has recently reported that stress has become a worldwide epidemic. So, what's the reason? What's the reason, Andrew, that we're so stressed? And I and you know meditation is of great benefit, and I'm just not sure why even the secular world is not really beginning to push more of its need of its practice. However, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts about why do you think we've become so stressed out as a society?
0: Well, I think there's two things. I think that a lot of stress is caused by change, and it can be positive change, and it can be negative change. Positive change, if people start a family, that's a positive thing, but does it stress them? Of course it does. If people move house, and and move into the house of their dreams, is that a positive thing? Yes, for them, but does it cause stress? Of course it does. But it seems to be that, we're living in a world at the moment that is changing quicker and quicker. And people are Mm -hmm. just not finding, they're not finding their feet. They're not finding their feet in that. And, you know, before I came online, you were talking about the changes happening in America and they're happening over Mm -hmm. here in the UK too. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people are completely and utterly unsettled. The second thing I believe is, and I speak of this, and I'm in the world of, mobile phones and apps etc etc but we mm-hmm. we are in a generation now where we are bombarded with information and you know in my father's generation there were long periods of time where you weren't connect you know you you weren't bombarded with information and that was called boredom or mm-hmm. daydreaming or rumination or uh, just being with yourself on the walk to work or doing the manual labor or whatever you do. And I believe that because we... And I I, I actually do mean boredom, but there's there's a part of us now that is missing the connection to that little inner voice we all have that says, you know, you're doing too much or you're doing too little or you're not satisfied or this is the wrong decision. And we are missing that because we are not allowing the mind just to wander right and and in many ways, in many ways, I find that you you spot people nowadays where they're sitting as a couple, having a coffee or having a drink or at the restaurant. One gets up and goes to order food or goes to the restroom, and the other person picks up the phone immediately and connects to information now there's nothing right or wrong about that but no wonder people are then going to their bed at night and being right. bombarded with the thoughts that they haven't dealt with during the day. And therefore, for many people, when they get into meditation these days, they've got to go over this barrier of, oh my God, look at, listen to all these thoughts that are coming up. Yeah. But that's also a good thing in many ways. It, it Once we let that quiet, we we start to get back in touch with, the, the, the little voice within us, and call that what you will, but that little part of it, us that gives us a little bit of wisdom and guides gently in the in the way that we should. And I find, I haven't seen clients for a number of years because I'm I'm too busy working with the recordings at the moment. But mm-hmm. I see people who are having real difficulty making from the outside what seems like. Relatively simple decisions, yes. and I think it's because they haven't let it settle. They haven't had the time to let it just rumble away inside, and for a little nudge to come up of their of their empathy of their their little inner voice. And uh, mm-hmm. I think this is a growing problem, and therefore people are saying, "I'm uncertain. I'm scattered. I'm. I'm not sleeping. I can't make judgments. I can't. I'm stressed. I don't know if I'm in the right job." And I think it's down to time, and this, as I say, this constant bombardment with information.
1: Yeah, it's like we don't get a break, and if we don't, we don't find, get a break. yeah, and we we don't find that inner method to be able to close the window or the blind or the curtain on the external illusion, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, you know, looking at your travels and the experiences that you have been garnering for so many years has there been something that has touched you the most um can you recall some of the most touching moments and inspiring stories that you've come across in your life and work that have made you a better person
2: gosh
0: well do you know it's funny um as a as a hypnotherapist, we were always taught, or, or certainly the training that I did, we were taught that you shouldn't expect people to come back to you with a great deal of feedback. Because if they're successful, it should feel natural and easy for them. And so I knew that my I knew that I was doing good work because I was getting referrals from other people, but I never really heard much from my individual clients. The recordings have changed that completely. I get a lot of feedback on the app store and a lot of emails from people, and it's an absolute. And I have to tell you, Sister Jenna, that it's an absolute joy. Even when I get an email that says I couldn't sleep, I haven't been able to sleep for two or three years, and I listen to your you know, two-dollar app, and now I'm sleeping, and my my mother's sleeping, and my. I, I passed it on to my daughter, and and these are the things <laughs> that just make me so happy because it's those it's those little shifts in individuals. There are there have been some wonderful wonderful stories, and certainly for me, certainly for me in my personal life, meditation and mindfulness, and just being self-aware or trying to be self-aware, which. It's difficult at times, but I think it's kept me. I think it's kept me kind of grounded and balanced, and, and 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 even after sort of twenty five plus years, gives me a great love of sharing mm. these techniques, and and fills me with. I think if anyone's in a job that they find bliss in, and they talk about being in the flow,
2: mm-hmm. where
0: there's no t- uh, trying, there's just a gentle. Allowing it to pour out, and I've done some, I've done some talks over the years where I've got on stage in front of a hundred or two hundred people, and people have said, "What are you talking about?" And I say, "I don't know. I'll just start and keep going." <laughs> and people will come up to me afterwards and say, "I love that that you said about meditation," and I think, "I don't remember saying that." <laughs>
2: <laughs> Does that make sense?
1: Just, of
0: course, it that was coming from above. That was much bigger than you. Yes, yes, uh, yes that's yeah. a beautiful way to put it. And and so it's those moments where I'm in the flow that I think, oh, I'm so glad I'm doing this. And I make a, I you know, I if I'm doing a, a day's training with people, and um, you know, after half an hour, and they're getting a real sense of of going into this altered state, this beautiful serenity and stillness. I will make a joke of it afterwards and I'll say, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) this is what I do for a living. And they all sit there and go, wow. And that just makes me so happy. So, yeah. There are are all these individual things that are are wonderful. So let's
1: Uh, talk about, you know, let's talk about sometimes we, despite however many years of meditation we all might walk with, it's not the point. Mm. We all encounter moments where our past really grabs us consciously and we just yeah. can't move. You know, so our past grabs us consciously and we just can't move. We don't feel the bliss. We're not connected like we used to be. And we feel yeah. sometimes stuck. What would you recommend that could help us to get unstuck?
0: I think. It's very much a case of finding going into going into stillness and asking the question and then giving time for the answer to come up. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, yes.
0: I think yes. the answers are always there, but people need to give that inner awareness a little a little bit of time for it to form.
1: Yes. I I think sometimes we get into the mode of wanting to be cured too quickly and not allow ourselves to go into the process of what we need to learn from the space that we're in. Isn't that right?
0: Absolutely. Yes, it is. You're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, I get that. I get that. So tell us, um, what's your next big thing? What's on the horizon? How can folks get more information about you and tap into your good work and grow with you?
0: Well, um, all the links, I've got sort of apps and recordings and online courses and MP3s and podcasts, a ton of stuff. And the, every, all the links are on my website, uk. and that's G-O-H-N-S-O-N, so it's the same name as one of your infamous ex-presidents uh, but, mm-hmm. but the, the, the Um next for me is I'm building um, a new app which uh, I hope will introduce a, a whole new uh, range of people to meditation mindfulness and more therapeutic work uh, and that should be out by the second or third quarter of 2020 and I'm very excited about that
1: Oh well congratulations to that. And um are there Thank any you. closing remarks that you'd like to share before we end our lovely conversation?
0: I would just say that um I suspect your audience are all pretty familiar with meditation and mindfulness. So um I would just say go with the go with the process and enjoy it. It's a it's it's an amazing it's an amazing journey and uh, I I end a lot of my recordings with be gentle with yourself, and I think that's what we need to do these days when we're faced with so much change.
1: Mm, I agree. Andrew Johnson, thank you so much for offering so much healing to our planet and sending you all the very best of wishes and pure feelings your way. Thanks for being on air.
0: Thank you, Sister Jenna.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you. Take care. All the best.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. So for more information on Andrew Johnson's work, please go to andrewjohnson.co.uk and you can find lots of his work on Spotify, iTunes, and elsewhere to learn more how to relax and just get into that space for you that it matters the most. So remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission and we really are here to love each other the same. So let's do that. Here's Coming to the Light by Bliss.